Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. Johnson's Wax Products for Home and Industry present Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, B. Benaderet, Arthur Q. Bryan, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie, and the music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. Listener writes to say that she found an unfamiliar-looking package of Johnson's Wax on her pantry shelf. The price wasn't even marked in American money. It seems her daughter bought it some time ago in England. Johnson's Wax gets around, doesn't it? It's used all around the world to give homes that lovely wax-polished radiance. Johnson Wax floors, for example, have a lovely satiny sheen. Furniture, when protected with Johnson's Wax, glows and sparkles brightly. In fact, when you use wax regularly, your whole home is cleaner and brighter and infinitely more beautiful. Equally important, Johnson's Wax provides a wonderful lasting protection against dirt, wear, and spilled things. And you yourself won't have nearly so much work around the house. A quick dusting soon makes things look lovely again. Make a note on your shopping list right now, will you? Johnson's Wax, paste, liquid, or cream. of March is usually pretty windy in Westville Vista, and every time a big breeze blows, somebody brings up the subject of kite flying. In fact, here's a big breeze blowing about kites to his wife right now. As we meet, Fibber McGee and Molly. And I could see right away that this kid didn't know anything about flying kites. He was going at it all wrong, you see. He probably wasn't used to pulling strings the way you are, dearie. Right. So I ankles over to him, and I says, Look, Sonny, I says, you're flying that kite all wrong, I says. And so I grabs the string out of his hand. Why, you had no business doing that, McGee. It was his kite. I was doing it for his own good. He wasn't flying it right. If more people did fewer things for the good of more people, more people would like more people more. (laughs) So, uh, what happened? I lets out more string and whammo. The kite peeled off like a seagull diving on a shrimp and gets hung up in a sycamore tree. Fine. I hope you paid the lad for his kite. I gave him a dollar, but he wouldn't stop bawling, and then his old man come running out, and he seemed to take his side. Hmm. Prejudiced, was he? (laughs) Definitely. I don't take that stuff from anybody, no matter whose father they are that I bust their kids' kites. (laughs) So I walks up to this guy, and I says, real deadly and quiet, like George Raft... I says, take off your coat, Buster. I says. You're rapidly approaching the world's record for doing too many wrong things in the shortest time, dearie. Did the man take off his coat? Did he take it off? Ooh. <laughs> I hadn't seen a coat come off so fast since it rained the day I painted the garage. <laughs> he come out of that coat like he had bees up his sleeves. And then? And well, I could see we'd both catch our death of cold standing there with our coats off in that March wind. 
So I hopped onto a beer truck that happened to be passing at the moment and left. Very discreet of you, I'm sure. Well, my gosh, I didn't want to beat the guy up in front of his own kid. <laughs> well, uh, tell me one thing, sweetheart. Mm. How did you get to be such an expert on kite flying in the first place? What do you mean, get to be? I've always been an expert. Remember the kites I used to fly back in Peoria, up on top of Kickapoo Hill? Heavenly days. Is that what all you boys were doing, yelling and screaming all the time up there on Kickapoo Hill? Yes, sir. The best place in the United States for kite flying. I never yet been up on top of Kickapoo Hill, but what, there was a big wind up there. Well, I'll say it anyway. I've heard other people say the same thing. And I made some of the best and biggest kites that ever flew, too. I made one once that... Come in. Hello, Dr. Gamble. Nice to see you. Hello, Molly. And how are you today, knucklehead? Thanks to the fact that I never take any of the medicine you give me, I'm fine, butcher boy. You want to see me about something, or are you just hiding from the police? You know, I should like to see you treat Dr. Gamble with a little more respect, dearie. They say he's one of the finest surgeons in the country. In the country, that's quite possible. But here in the city, he's just another palooka with a mail-order stethoscope. And he just uses that as an excuse to get your coat off so his nurse can go through your pockets. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, Fatso. Correcting you when you're wrong would be a 24-hour-a-day job, zebra face. Uh, was I interrupting some profound discussion when I came in? Oh, no, Doctor. Uh, McGee was just telling me what an expert kite flyer he was as a boy back in Peoria. I was not only expert at flying them, but I was also expert at also making them. That's a lot of Bilbo drip-lip. Kite making is a delicate process And you're about as handy with tools As a moose with a flute Did you ever build a kite yourself Bucklewort Why you leaky little bagpipe I've made kites That would have you hiding your head Under a passing streetcar Oh yeah I suppose you could still build a kite That would fly sharpshooter I could indeed bug brain I haven't touched a kite in 40 years, but I can still build one that'll fly so many rings around you, you'd be even dizzier than you are. For dough? For any amount. Ten bucks. John. No, boys, that's gambling. Well, my gosh, we've got to have some incentive. Well, make it for ten dollars then and give it to me. Huh? And I'll send it to the National Society for Crippled Children for Easter season. Fine. Great. What's the deadline, McGee? Four o'clock. It's a deal. Put it in writing, boys. Who's got some paper? Not me. Not me. I know where there's some. Right here in the hall closet. No, no, Molly. I
Clarkson, his name was Ray. He had a careless habit. He always ran away. When I told him he'd regret it, no attention did he pay. And I saw a lady wearing him just the other day. Oh, Boy, this is really going to be a kite. Doc Gamble might just as well pony over his ten bucks. He's washed up like a handful of seaweed. Oh, now listen, don't underestimate the doctor, did he? Hmm? There's a lot of gray matter in that bald old skull of his. Ah, uh, but, uh, take away his brains and education and what has he got? No more personality than a trout. My gosh, he's so... Come in. Oh, hello there, Mrs. Carstairs. Do come in. Thank you, my dear. Hi, Carstairs. Fling the furs on the floor and flop the fragile frame on our fine furniture. <laughs> You don't mind if I go on working? Not at all, Mr. McGee. Uh, may I ask what you're making? He's making a kite, Millicent. A kite? Yeah. I and Doc Gambler both building kites, Karsty. I see. Mm-hmm. Nothing else to do until the marble season, I presume. <laughs> they, uh, they have a little wager, Millicent, to see which one of them can fly their kite the highest. And you can take it from the Iron Duke girls that old Fumble Thumb Gamble has got less chance than a tightrope walker with the hiccups. Ever fly a kite, kid? <laughs> no, Mr. McGee. Although I was a bit of a tomboy when I was a girl. Hmm. I was shortstop on the softball team, forward on the basketball team, high diver on the swimming team, and ran the mile in two minutes and seven seconds. Heavenly day. Now, just a minute, Millie. Running a mile in two minutes and seven seconds is impossible. Nobody's ever run the mile in even four minutes. Possibly no one else ever had a caterpillar drop down the neck of his tracksuit just as the stocking gun went off. <laughs> well, my goodness, I never would have thought of you as an athlete, Millicent. Did you ever play any tennis? Uh, badminton was my game, my dear. Oh, I shall never forget the trophy I got for my first championship game. They gave me the bird. <laughs> How about boxing, Carsey? Oh, not now, thank you, Mr. McGee. Later in the... Oh, good heavens. I simply must be getting home. I'm expecting a baby. Why, Millicent, you didn't tell us about Please, it. Please, my dear. I'm expecting a baby grand piano delivered this afternoon. Oh. And I must be there when it arrives. Good day. Now, back to work, kiddo. Hand me that piece of two-by-four there, will you? Thanks. Yeah. Just, uh, what is that you're making now, dearie? A box to carry your kite in? No, no, no. This is my kite. It's a box kite. Oh, seems awfully heavy for a kite. Well, that's because I haven't got the paper on it yet. I, I use a very lightweight paper. Oh, I see. Oh, I had a little goat, and his name was Pete. Didn't dare bend over or he'd knock you off your feet. If I only had him now, I'd never gripe or grouse, because it's wonderful to have a little butter in the house. <laughs> it's your turn to say, come in, McGee. Okay. Come in. Oh, well, for goodness sakes, Mr. Wimple. Hi, Wimp. Hello, folks. Mr. Wimple. Oh, I can't stay but a minute, folks. I'm just delivering a message for Sweetie Face. Whom to, Wimp? To me, Mr. McGee. Oh, what is the message, Mr. Wimple? Get out of my sight for a while, Wimp. <laughs> just what was the cause of this little misunderstanding, Mr. Wimple? Well, Sweetie Face wanted me to give her her breakfast in bed this morning. So, about 8 o'clock, I... 
tippy-toed down to the kitchen and made some nice scrambled eggs and hot coffee and cinnamon toast and took it up to her. When she ate it, she had tears in her eyes. Oh, she really got sentimental about it, eh, Wimp? No. I'd put dry mustard on the toast instead of cinnamon. <laughs> By mistake, of course. Oh, well, Nat. So Sweetie Face leaped out of bed and chased me all over the house. She finally cornered me in the fruit cellar. Do I smell a little bit of pickled beets? <laughs> I can't say you do, Wimp. However, I seem to detect the slight aroma of grape jelly. Well, I'm getting even with her, believe me. I sneaked out into the garage and left all the lights burning in the car. Mm. Now, when she goes downtown, she'll have to crank it by hand. Oh, well, she's strong enough to do it, isn't she, Mr. Wimple? Oh, yes. <laughs> but I left it in gear. Left it in gear? My gosh, went the car will ram her clear through the garage. I don't think so, Mr. McGee. It's solid concrete. But I'll go and see. Goodbye, now. Wimple. What do you mean, poor little Mr. Wimple? He thinks up twice as many dirty tricks to play on her as she does on him. She's got the muscle, but he's got the brains. He has until he gets home, at least, but if she ever... Hello, boss. Oh, hello, Mr. Wilcox. Hi, Junior. Happy birthday. I hope you don't mind if I go ahead with my work. Ah, what's all the lumber for, pal? Building a doghouse? Kite, Mr. Wilcox. Kite, eh? Yep. Building a kite, Junior. Gee, I wish you were working out in the kitchen, pal, and if you spilled something on the linoleum... Yeah, but he isn't, though, Mr. Wilcox. No. No, he isn't. Hmm. <laughs> what, uh, what kind of kite is it you're making, pal? Box kite. Hmm. Box kite, eh? Yep. Box kite. No help, Mr. Wilcox? I'm afraid not, Molly. Let me see now, uh... Are you making this just for fun, Fibber? Kind of filling up your leisure time, of which you have plenty because your house... No, I'm not. (laughs) Not, eh? He's in a competition with Dr. Gamble, Mr. Wilcox. They've got a wager up as to who can build the best kite. Wager, eh? Hmm. (laughs) Wait a minute. George, I never thought I'd live to see the day Junior got stuck for an opening. Get Racine on the long-distance phone, Molly. Tell him to get in touch with Harry Von Zell. Uh, excuse me, pal. Huh? Uh, look, about this kite of yours, what are you going to do with it? My goodness, he's going to fly it, Mr. Wilcox. Didn't you ever fly kites when you were a lad? Sure, did Fibber. You're darn right I did, boy, up on the top of Kickapoo Hill in Peoria. Used to fly kites every day there was a wind. Made him do acrobatics, sent messages up the string. Ah, messages, eh? Oh, McGee, you shouldn't have done that. Gee, I know a message I'd like to send up the string of your kite, pal, if you don't mind. Now, wait a minute, Waxy. I didn't mean... Write this down. Write this down. Quote, housewives, why is Johnson self-polishing glow coat like a kite? Because it tops everything. Everybody looks up to it. It's effortless. And thereby hangs a tail. Mm, there's no tail on a box kite, Mr. Wilcox. Using self-polishing glow coat is like flying a kite. It's a breeze. Pour a little out on your linoleum, spread it around, let it dry 20 minutes or less, and presto. New beauty. New life to your tired and worn linoleum. That's enough. No rubbing. No buffing. Save yourself hours of housework. Have fun. Go fly kites. 
Gee, I've talked myself into it. I'm going home and make one, too. See you later. I thought we had him there for a minute. Oh, not him, dearie. Mm -hmm. He's as hard to pin down as a sunburnt wrestler. <laughs> well, I guess I'll go upstairs and let you get to work. Let me know now before you leave the house. I will, Mommy. I will. Ah, oh, there goes a good kid. She thinks I know what I'm doing building this kite. <laughs> and is she wrong? She was never more wronger in all her born... Ah, oh, come in, come in, come in. Oh, hi, Teeny. Now, look, sis, I'm a very busy man today. Scram, will you? Take a powder. Beat it. Hit the grit. Vamoose. Spade. You mean... You mean you want me to go away, mister, hmm? That might roughly be construed as my general idea, sis. Look, will you scram out of here if I give you a quarter? I will for two dollars, I bet you. Two dollars? Why, you little... Too much, huh? Yeah. Too much, huh? Okay. You come up a little and I'll come down a little. <laughs> Fifty cents. One dollar. Seventy-five cents. I think you will find, mister, that according to the OPA, that the ceiling price for getting little children to hit the grid is one dollar. <laughs> anyway, I gotta have a dollar. Why? Well, gee, I was gonna go out with Willie Toops and fly my kite, but there isn't any wind today, so I thought I'd get one of those balloons. What balloons? One of those balloons the man is selling down on the corner, and they cost a dollar, and they're full of helium gas. Helium, sis. Sure, they're full of helium gas. Helium. Yum, yum. Gee, is it good to eat, huh? I was just saying that. Okay. Anyway, these balloons are for helium I'm gas, and gee, if, if you ever let go of the string, they go right up in the hey, air. Hey, 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 wait a minute. Huh? Helium gas, eh? Mm -hmm. Got a powerful lift to it, eh? Hmm, look, sis, I think we can make a deal, you and me. Okay, mister. I'm sure that any business relations we will have will be fundamentally satisfactory, and um, I know... Never mind the sales pitch, sis. Now, listen. Here's what I want you to do, see? Take this dollar and get one of those helium balloons... Yeah. And then... The King's Men and Money is the Root of All Evil... Money is the root, the root of all evil. Money is the root, the root of all evil. Money is the root of all evil. Money is the root of all evil. The root of all evil. Won't contaminate myself. Take it away, take it away, take it away. If a woman call a man, honey, and it's on account of his money, honey and the dough will soon be gone. Take it away, take it away, take it away. I got the one I love, I got the moon and stars above, I got my youth and health, what do I want with wealth? Money is the root, the root of all the evil, money is the root, the root of all the evil, money is the root of the all evil, money is the root of the all evil, won't contaminate myself with it, take it away. Take it away! Take it away! Give it away! Throw it away! Throw it away! Throw it away! Take 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 it away! Take
get them brakes fixed. <laughs> well, here's the fairgrounds, Molly. Yeah, but I don't see anything of Dr. Gamble. Uh, say, what happens uh, with your wager if he doesn't show up? He'll show up. He don't think any more of ten bucks than Heifetz does of his left forefinger. Come on, let's get out. I'll bring your kite for you, Oh, Mary. no, 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 Nix, Nix, I'll bring the kite. I don't want anybody handling that kite but me, Tussie. And anyway, uh, oh, hi, Latrivia. Hello, McGee. Good afternoon, Mr. Hello, McGee. Mayor Latrivia. Dr. Gamble told me about this little contest of yours, and I wanted to catch you before it started. Why, Mr. Mayor? About our campaign to remind people to remove their car keys, Mrs. McGee, to cut down car stealing and consequent juvenile delinquency. What about it, Latrivia? Oh, I thought you might be interested to know that the campaign is going splendidly. Oh, isn't right. that grand? The Girl Scouts are working on it also, bless their hearts. It's their birthday today, you know. All of them? Oh, my gosh, ain't that wonderful? Imagine getting that many kids together of the same age on the same... Yeah, it's find... the birthday of the organization, McGee. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, I thought you'd like to know about the campaign, McGee. I'll be getting back to the office. Uh, you haven't much wind today for your kite flying, have you? There's as much for me as there is for Doc Gamble, the trivia. Anyway, with my flight kind technique, I don't need much wind. <laughs> don't know much about it myself. I went in more for baseball when I was a boy. Oh, so did McGee, Mr. Mayor. He was the little pitcher with the big ears. Center field. <laughs> you know, I often get the urge to smack the old horse hide again, Latrivia. Really? Mm-hmm. You always carry a whip when you ride, McGee? Ride? Horseback, McGee. Huh? My gosh, I haven't been on a horse for years, Latrivia. Oh, in that case, I can understand why you'd want to use a whip. One is inclined to lose one's mastery of a horse in Who time. Who loses mastery of what horses? The one you said you'd like to smack the hide on. You said that, McGee. You said you'd like to smack the old horse hide again. Look. <laughs> Any dunce knows that a horse hide is used to cover baseballs with... That's, that's... no excuse for whipping the hide off a live horse, McGee. <laughs> Personally, I think that anyone who would abuse a dumb animal like that... What is, is this, anyway? I never dumb treated any malt animals. I mean, I never horsed a whip in my... I never said... You oh, now, now, off. now. Don't get excited, McGee. My goodness, suppose you did lose your temper once or twice and spank a horse. Nobody did. But I didn't, I tell you. The trivia said Just I... Just a minute, McGee. When you said you'd like to smack a horse's hide, I presumed you meant a whip. But when you said with your hands... I never said that. I said I'd like to smack a horse hide with a ball bat. My goodness, with a ball <laughs> This is worse than I thought, McGee. Anyone who would strike a horse with a ball. That granted, I never said I'd hide a hit from a whole horse. <laughs> hit a ball horse with a hide bat or a ball hide. You said I, when I hit the bat or snack the junior, I, you, oh, oh. Hmm. <laughs> Patricia? Yes? Now I know how it feels. Uh, you didn't mind my pitching in on the mayor's side, did you, McGee? No, I didn't mind. I had it coming. <laughs> you certainly did. Yeah. And to think that you've put up with this for so long, Latrivia. So long, McGee. <laughs> I wonder what's keeping Doc Gamble. If he expects to win that ten bucks, he'd oh, better be... Oh, there he is, McGee. Yoo-hoo! Dr. Gamble, here we are. Look at him with his two-bit kite. Plastered together with adhesive tape and surgical sutures. <laughs> oh, hi, Doc. 
You ready for the contest? Hey, look, McGee, what do you say we postpone this thing? There's no wind. There's enough wind for me, Fatso. Put up your kite or put up your ten bucks. I don't see how you can fly a kite on a day like this either, McGee. Particularly that kite he's got there. I never saw a box kite before that was closed on all six sides. <laughs> we ain't paying off on appearances, rum-dum. We're paying off on performance. Now, what do you want to do? Forfeit your sawbuck or get that lumpy-looking valentine up in the air? But we can't fly kites today, you little guppy. Why not? There's no wind. You boys are making enough to start a small cyclone. <laughs> well, I don't know about you, Aerosmith, but I'm flying my kite. One side there. Here I go. Heavenly days, Doctor. Would you look at that? Well, hypomydermic. <laughs> right straight up in the air. It's amazing. Goodness. I have a feeling that goodness has nothing to do with this. <laughs> Satisfied? Mine is 100 feet up. 100 feet up and nary a tail waggle. Okay, McGee. I don't know how you did it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, imagine that. <laughs> Nosedive. <laughs> well, I've never seen the kite yet that didn't now, man. Hey, hey, Mr. McGee. Yes, Mr. McGee. <laughs> Are you through with my helium balloon yet? Are you mystery hmm. Wyatt? What was that, little girl? Helium balloon? Why, Zipper McGee, did you actually Now, look, Doc, now, look. <laughs> this, this was all a gag, see? The money went to charity either way, And so... you deliberately put a helium balloon inside your kite, did you, McGee? <laughs> so now you're crooking with gas. <laughs> You're right. I think this kid is a midget. Oh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> a quiz I saw in a newspaper the other day asks this question. In which part of the house does the average homemaker spend most of her time? Well, as you might expect, the answer is the kitchen. You do use your kitchen a great deal, and that's why it's so nice to have Johnson's Glow Coat to keep it fresh and new-looking. I'm only guessing that you use Johnson's Glow Coat to keep your kitchen floor clean and sparkling, but it's a pretty safe guess because more women use Glow Coat than any other floor polish. It's not surprising either when you realize that with practically no work at all on your part, Glow Coat makes your kitchen floor look simply beautiful. All you do is spread it around on the floor and let it dry. There's no rubbing or buffing. In only 20 minutes, your whole floor has a lovely clean polish. You save money, too, because your linoleum lasts longer. You see, Glow Coat is a wonderful protection against dirt, wear, and spill things. Try it, won't you? Johnson's self-polishing Glow Coat. Well, now that the contest is over, uh, clean up the mess in this living room, will you, dearie? Okay. Why did you build a kite in here anyway? Uh, why didn't you build it in the basement? All my tools were up here, that's why. What were they doing up here? I brought them up here to build my kite. Oh. Yeah. Good night. Good night, all. This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax Products for Home and Industry, and inviting you all to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company.